You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Clancy, you remember how when we used to drive to work? Uh, when we used to what to wear? And we would just put on a podcast or a book and learn something passively while doing something else like driving. Is that why people listen to us to learn? Oh, I hope not. No, uh, they should listen to us to laugh. To learn, they should check out Knowable. It's a new app where experts offer audio courses in leadership, business, wellness, and more. Okay, well, this sounds perfect for me. Sometimes I have a hard time reading ad copy, much less entire books. Yeah, and Knowable courses are perfect for that. With fun, 10-minute daily audio lessons from top thinkers, experts, authors, and weekly live discussions, it's perfect for multitasking. So it's like Spotify for personal development? Yeah, that's a solid elevator pitch. Good job. Comprehensive podcast-style audio courses. What are they about? Well, there's a course on improv that the UCB did and another one on launching a startup with a founder of Reddit, uh, Alexis Sohanian. Oh, so I could learn improv while doing chores? Yes, and you could start doing chores. How dare you? Get hundreds of hours of educational content with Knowable's entire library of courses, all ad-free at a special rate of $50 a year for a limited time. But guess what? You can get an extra 20% off for being one of our listeners. Just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your subscription and tap into the knowledge of 200 experts at the top of their field ad-free. Again, just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your first subscription. I'll think to that. And one for Mahler. Dear listeners, we uh, made a purchase. (laughs) We did. We bought... A tall order, if you will. Literally a tall order. We bought those Crocs, Sirens, Clogs in the pink. And um, I haven't taken them off for a week. Yeah. <laughs> they are this massive. This has nothing to do with Barbie. I just am feeling my oats and four inches taller. It's delightful. I'm stepping over baby gates with nary a care. Hold on. Why a baby gate? Because we've got a dog that Clancy is currently leaving the podcast to go chastise. (laughs) Welcome to another thrilling episode. Welcome to another episode of Non Plus to Gay Rum through the Disney Plus Vault. To that over there is my husband Clancy, and over there is my beautiful husband Josh. Ooh, and we are Non Plus to Mischief Media Podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. It's Leaky Con weekend as we record. We hope you all enjoyed it up there in Chicago. Was it Chicago? It was. Um, they yeah. got the pizza. Where they got the pizza? <laughs> this isn't a visual medium. They can't see. I, they you can't see me gesturing my the hands. The Italian hands. Yeah. Ah well. Oh well. Let's get into some quick notes. I guessed it on a different podcast. He did. That's so exciting. Um, for me, I. Um, <laughs> this feels mildly narcissistic to plug myself on my own show, but hey, <laughs> um, it's a show called Jumping the Shuttle, where uh, hosts Alex Diamond, John McDaniel, and someone else who wasn't there that I was filling in for, whose name I currently forget. They're watching 80s, 90s TGIF classic Family Matters yeah. backwards. They started That's- from the series finale 
and started watching it backwards towards the beginning. That's Bananas Girl. It sounds bananas in theory, but having now watched season four, episode 10, The Oddest Couple, uh, where Eddie and Steve become roommates, I think for the first time, because it mm-hmm. happens multiple times, apparently, the show gets better as you watch it backwards. Right, but if there's like- Some people disappear. I was going to say, are there, are there gags or people that like appear out of nowhere that are just like- Yes, characters who got mysteriously written off the show will later appear back in the show before they were written off at, in the order that they're watching it. Correct. That, that is- that is it's, a wild way of doing something. It's and wild, but it was goofy and fun. I was going to say, that's also probably very difficult to watch that way because you've got to, when you finish an episode, it's going to try to go to the By next the one. By the sound of it, I made this more delightful than they've considered it in some time. Like they <laughs> they didn't expect to have fun recording this episode in particular. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, both of them were delighted by what I added. And again, oh, I'm not to toot my own horn. Uh, yeah. So uh, just go to jumpingtheshuttle.com. You can listen to it there. You can uh, find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. You can find them on Twitter, yada, yada. Wherever podcasts are sold. Wherever podcasts are sold. There's a new Loki trailer. Yes. We get more of context around the Chicago's Chicago World's Fair. Yeah, we get some context in terms of like, what the fuck is going on in the yeah. TVA right now? And it's some time slipping. I don't want to spoil the whole thing for you if you haven't seen it yourself yet, but go do it. It's um, It actually apparently broke records for Disney+. Plus. For the trailer? Of just the trailer, yeah. Wow. I'll link the article in the show. Well, they, you know, they they needed something after uh, that secret invasion. Oh, yeah. Secret invasion ended and there are opinions. <laughs> um, I, I think it's entirely possible that there are people listening to this who haven't seen it yet, so I don't want to spoil it per se. No, we're not, we're not going to, but all, all, all of this to say is I do agree with some of it. Uh, others, I don't. Sure. I just feel like Marvel... Mm, Marvel has consistently managed to tie up loose ends that would otherwise be uh, unignorable. So I have to imagine the many loose ends that are left at the end of the series yeah. are going to get picked up and resolved somewhere else in Loki or in the Marvels or wherever else we next see Sonya, maybe the Thunderbolts. Yeah. I will say this. Emilia Clark's character uh, is a bit OP by the end. Yeah. So that's something that has to get resolved, but also you don't cast Amelia Clark and not have a long-term plan for her. Same with uh, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that they're they're again, not to give anything away, but I think this would have been better served as like one of those Marvel special presentations where it was a two hour long secret invasion. Cause then they really could have even themed it a bit like a, a noir spy. I mean, again, the episode started at 50 minutes and then by the end of it, even the finale was 37 minutes long. I'm just saying that yeah. insofar as Secret Invasion is concerned, to your point, yes, there are very fair criticisms of it. But I have to imagine that we it'll be one of those things that we understand a little bit better when something else comes out. And that is almost always, in, in my opinion slash perspective, a result of something having to be cut, readjusted, whatever, elsewhere. Not unlike... WandaVision and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. When that got, when those dates got rearranged, they had to change plot points in WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Because originally the commercials were going to be Doctor Strange trying to contact Wanda through the hex. Oh. So. That would have been. Because what never got explained from WandaVision? The commercials. Do they need to get explained? Not really. No, no, I don't. I don't think so either. What is really cool, though, Guardian 3 is on the platform. Yep. Still a great watch. 
It is. It's so, so These good. three films as a trilogy, honestly, regardless of what you think about Marvel, Disney, Chris Pratt, some of the, cra- <laughs> I was going to try to be nice about it. No, I'm not going to, um, <laughs> and, you know, Chris Pratt's personal beliefs His, uh, I think it's Hillsong church. He's a part of, he's also yeah. married to Schwarzenegger's daughter. Anyway, 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 Martini's got things to say about it. We've just given up on trying to keep the pets out y'all. So good luck. Regardless of any of that, such a solid trilogy. And even with, even with like, I just made the jack off motion, which I feel is unfair to the holiday, this Christmas special, the holiday special. But even sliding that right in, sliding the I am Groot shorts in, looking at the James Gunn guardian content holistically, gosh, what world building, what characterization, what storytelling. Oh yeah. And I mean, uh, other people have made the point that Voss makes it on New York says all the time that, a lot of Marvel's general multiversal world building has started in films like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, last but not least, um, again, on Mischief Merch, we've got the halfling generation. Uh, that's sort of the the millennials of us who lived in, a, in the excitement of the Lord of the Rings trilogy as it came out. That swags up on Mischief. Also, they've announced LeakyCon Portland. Weird and Wonder is happening July 5th to the 7th, 2024. Uh, Alrighty, before we begin, as always, our research comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Box Office, Mojo, Clancy, what did we have the pleasure of watching this week? Oh, girls, we saw Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Yes, the Lilo vehicle from February 20th, 2004, a mere two months before Mean Girls came out. Yeah, I have some We are in the dawning of the age of Lindsay Lohan with this film. It's got a brisk runtime of an hour and 31 minutes, directed by Sarah Sugarman, screenplay by Gail Parent, based on the novel of the same name by Dylan Sheldon. In terms of the cast, we've got, as we mentioned, Lindsay Lohan as Mary Elizabeth Lola Sepp. Megan Fox as Carla Santini. Allison Pill as Ella Gerard. Adam Garcia as Stuart Stu Wolf. Eli Marenthal as Sam. Tom McCamus as Calum Kep Sepp Step. It's pronounced it's 10 different ways in the movie. Yeah. Glenn Headley as Karen Sepp. Carol Kane as Miss Bagoli. Sheila McCarthy as Miss Gerard. Allison Seeley Smith as Sergeant Rose. Ashley Leggett as Marsha. And Barbara Mamabolo as Robin. All right. I had not seen this before we watched it today. So I I, I mean, I've definitely seen the like trailers for it because like bits and pieces. I was like, OK, I, I kind of yeah. know what this movie is. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I'd seen it There was it some Im- imagery that became contextualized. It didn't help the imagery or the film. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, let's just jump in then. Let's do it. Narrator Mary Elizabeth Lola Sepp is a 15-year-old girl who grew up in New York City and wants desperately to become a famous Broadway actress. Much to her annoyance, she moves with her family to the suburbs of Delwood, New Jersey, but she confidently tells the audience, a legend is about to be born. That legend would be me. At school, Lola befriends an unpopular girl, Ella Gerard, who shares her love for the rock band Sid Arthur. 
Lola idolizes the band's lead singer, Stu Wolf. She also meets Sam, a cute boy who takes a liking to her and makes enemies with Carla Santini, the most popular girl in school. Lola auditions for the school play, a modernized musical version of Pygmalion called Eliza Rocks. She is chosen over Carla to play Eliza, and Carla promises to make her life miserable. All right. This, this movie, in its style and cinematography, is not great. It's a, it's a giant question mark, it to be sure. It is a big, giant question mark. Josh pointed out, like, a lot of, they have, like, a lot of these, like, paper cutout things to look kind of like a scrapbook because she's uh, gushing over this. She's a teenager making collages in her notebook of her favorite band. Sure. I recognize this. Yeah. But when you use it as a, as sort of a storytelling medium, it's fucking creepy because we get this weird British scene with her mother going off and everybody's accents are awful. The song is awful. Yeah. transmutates into this weird pop-up art that fucking terrified me because like actual men then became like cutouts. I felt like I was watching some kind of twilight zone intro a little bit. Yeah. I just, I, I was, I wasn't into it. And her mom calls her my chicken. Come on girls. Goodbye. My chicken. Yeah. I love Glenn Headley rip, but uh, what is this line and why, why did they oh, make her say it? Away? She passed away recently. Oh, she also played Ben Wyatt's mom on uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, and she was the wife in Mr. Holland's opus. And she was the, the girlfriend in Dick Tracy. And she was, um, was it the, the weasel, the viper, whatever in um, dirty rotten scoundrels. Yeah. He just, he knows all of this. It's I all just fucking love head. Glenn Headley. So many of my favorite movies have had her in it. <laughs> This is not one of my favorite movies, but no. I'm glad she got a paycheck from Disney. Exactly. Yeah. It, um, man. It, it, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I was not a fan of how it started and uh, wasn't a fan of how it continued. I wasn't a fan of them taking the snick couch on their car to New Jersey when they have a moving van. Yeah. So it didn't make any sense. They had movers. It was a giant moving van, but yet they still strapped a couch to the top a of bright the orange couch that for anyone my age. It looked just like the Saturday night Nickelodeon couch. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's just stupid. I was like, why, why, why are they taking this tiny couch with fucking flamingos on it? They didn't have an outside. They were in New York. They did not yeah. have a place where they could put the flamingos. Anyways. Uh, also, maybe they were being hopeful. Yeah, maybe. New Jersey's like two miles away, girl. They're not as practical. Oh, that's the other thing. Yes. <laughs> she makes New Jersey sound like it's fucking Iowa. Yeah, basically. It's, like, it's, 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 a tra- it's literally a train right away. I'm not local, but maybe this is like oh, 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 the end of the world for, uh, you know, New York natives. But it's just over some water. It's two miles away. It's not You're like a it's year from far. your driver's license. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, you can literally see you can it. Literally see it. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I can see New York from my house. Um. How do you hit a fucking tree that's not even near the sidewalk on a bicycle? How do you f- hit, hit a fucking arm, like in, like a tree you could literally hug yeah, and still not get all the way around? I w- and you're ca- going to dive right into it on your fucking I'm kind of disappointed that we, connection didn't, bike. that we didn't have like the George of the Jungle theme. Like, don't, 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 as she hits it. Like, because A, that came out before this movie and yeah. like they could have done it. It's Disney property, but you know, hey. In the city, I took two subways and a bus to get to school. 
You know, it amazes me that I can get to school without it costing a dollar fifty. Oh, would have been a fun callback. Yeah. Um, but not everything can be as irreverent as our show. Absolutely. With our morning zoo style uh, <laughs> sound effects. Oh, wow. Every now and again. <laughs> the costuming on this movie also isn't very imaginative beyond no. the primary characters because mm -hmm. the background of this opening shot of her pulling up to the school looks like an early 2000s like MMO where every fifth person was wearing the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. There was a glitch in Delwood's Matrix that day. <laughs> I counted like six yellow shirts that were exactly the same. And especially with a color like that, yellow's going to pull focus in the frame. It really is. And I was just like, well, I, I can't. What's happening? What, what are these girls gushing about? That said, they're meeting like, oh, I see your bag. And oh, you're a fan of all of the things I am. Here's my bag. We're a fan of similar things. I, I do, too. I have every CD they ever made. You do? Yeah. And that's Sue Wolf dancing. I've downloaded some great shots of him. Here he is at the Grammys. This is where he lives. Oh, and this is the dress that I'm gonna wear when we get married. <laughs> this is him getting into his limo. That black spot right there, that's his head. <laughs> what a wonderful black spot it is. Hi, Carla Santini. Siddhartha, my father is Stu Wolf's lawyer. Really? Wow, your dad must have been in the same room as him in everything. That. 100% relatable. Yeah. Especially, you know, if you translate that to, you know, like uh, having a rainbow uh, pin or something, yes. you know, like, hey, that's an ally. That's somebody that, you know, is, is good. Very like similar. Good people. Yeah. But I've, I have approached strangers because I knew that we could bond over video games or books or films because of something that they had on their person. Yeah. And that's always fun to me. That's a relatable thing. Um, but Megan Fox is giving far too much. Yeah. Megan Fox is, tr it, it seems like she's trying really, really hard and I, I like Megan Fox, Yeah, but th this is, this was not her it, jam. It, it's her first feature film, yeah. like starring role. She had a couple of, I think she was a, uh, what was it? Uh, That's fair. I'm being a little too critical. I think what, was it was uh, a bad boys too. I think she was an uncredited background dancer. Um, oh yeah, but I mean, she came into this film, I feel like, knowing exactly the kind of character she always wanted to play. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure this is the same character as Jennifer's body. I haven't seen any of the Transformers, but I know she's kind of snotty in Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like, I feel like she was like, yep, I can do this, and I'm going to get paid to do it. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, she was fine. I, I think that it, it comparatively with... With, uh, with Lohan's performance, it was fine. It was fine. She was consistent, which yeah. you, that's all you can ask from a film like this. No, no one's thinking that Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen is going to be a front runner for an Oscar. So the best you can do is keep things consistent and uh, at least try to entertain your audience a little bit. Yeah. And Ella, uh, you know, um, Alison Pill. Yes. Uh, is an entirely different movie. She is giving... A performance. She's giving the most in a very different way. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I love that this movie was a catapult for so many people and an end for a handful, too, because the guy who plays Sam never acted again. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a shame because he's he's precious. Yeah. He does some voice acting. He was the little kid in Iron Giant. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. And he's yeah, done yeah. some voice acting since, since then. But I uh, what limited research I did. Wikipedia. 
uh, I, basically he's being a person, like a rare, a, a normal person. And yeah. Good for him. Can we talk about this half nude portrait that what's her name? Lola has in her room. Oh, of stew of stew. That's the, like the literal wall sized poster wall size too much. Too, too much. much. It's like, you know, I get that it was like, you know, trying to look like he's Prince or something. Like, that's the analogy yeah. that I was seeing. Yeah. But like, my God, I would you, I wouldn't. That's waking up to that every day. God no, damn. Thank you. No, no thanks. thank you. And the kissing of the pictures feels weird, right? Like, oh, yeah. A woman directed this. A woman wrote this. So I have to assume or, or at least trust. It's not even an assumption. Like, I feel like I'm casting down. They, they have these experiences or at least maybe their daughters, whatever. Like this is the, but it just, I don't know in a two thousands movie. It just felt weird. It's a little bit icky because it's like, it, it's sexualizing, uh, people that are, you know, people that are, uh, underage in high school yeah. with these older, like, you know, l- literally it's like they're, they're making idol worship, which again, with, Pop stars, not uncommon, goes as far back as the Beatles. No, I mean, and you see the same shit happening with fucking BTS. So, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I understand where so it's I have like, to, but like, or like those, uh, what is it? Those fan, those TikTok fan cl- cuts of um, Pedro Pascal. Shit like that. Yeah. Or even people doing goofy TikToks where they've got like a cutout of someone that they love. Like that's, I don't know. I don't know. The the shot made me feel weird. It did. It, it was, I don't know. It felt icky. But speaking of icky, like when she's telling this made up story about her father dying in a motorcycle accident, the scene looks like the dream sequences from Baz Luhrmann's Strictly Ballroom. Like they're all kind of like ghoulishly comic. Even as an infant, I aspired to have a relationship just like theirs. And then the twins were conceived. We couldn't have been more thrilled. Upon hearing the news, my father mounted his really cool motorcycle to buy the mother of his child and future children her favorite flowers. Suddenly. Ah! They found him strewn across Ninth Avenue. And 10. Yeah, it was it, it took me out of it because it wasn't even as much of that collage style. They anymore. don't even use this effect again. No, like that's the other thing. It would be different if like that's the style that they did when she was lying or using her imagination per se. Spoiler alert: the dad's not dead. It felt so like you said disjointed. And, yeah, and yeah. I, I did not like it. No, me neither. So I just have a note. I don't know what I'm talking about, but the note is like, yeah, sure, Lola's nuts. And her mom is artsy fartsy, but yeah. that's just the stupidest. Maybe it's the micro microwave situation. Yes. Okay. So there's a scene where Ella tells Lola that that her parents don't, or that like I guess Lola's Ella's mom, parents don't like Lola's parents because they think Lola's parents are weird. Yeah. Specifically, her mother because she doesn't have a microwave because she doesn't believe in them. Yeah. And then, like some hippy dippy bullshit. I honestly love Ella's mother's line because it's peak shade. Yeah. Popovers, ladies. Uh, wow, this is just like eating in a diner. Thank you. Well, surely you have popovers at home. I just pop them in the microwave. My mother doesn't approve of microwaves. She has very strong opinions. Oh, I've never heard of anyone taking a stance on an appliance before. That's absolutely something I would say. But why be a bitch about it? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, it's some people don't use microwaves to this day. There's also seriously things about it, but like I can I can get behind that. I didn't have one when I lived with a couple of my roommates. Oh god, it pissed me off. I could never take home leftovers. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Miss Bagoli, yes, Carol Kane, the teacher again on our show. Yeah, I love seeing her. She's delightful. She again is giving exactly what needs to be given. She's giving the most, but it's it's Carol Kane. She's consistent. I hate this wig. Yeah, the wig is brush rough. those curls out, bitch. It's it it is wild. I do like that when Lola came in because her name is actually Mary. She went up to the teacher, Miss Bagoli, Miss Bagoli, and was like, "I would like to go by Lola." Uh, Miss Bagoli. Yes. We have a new girl from New York City. We do. We do. Uh, miss Miss Step. Miss Step. Miss Bagoli, I know it must show in your records that my name is Mary, but everyone has referred to me as Lola since I was a squealing infant in my mother's arms. I mean, I don't even know who this Mary is. I like that name, Lola. Lola. This is Lola. That's what should happen. That's the it's silver kind of lining. That's the silver lining in the shit cloud that is this movie. Yeah, because there's a lot of movies where they would the teacher would have been like friends. the <laughs> exactly. Uh, there a lot of movies would have just immediately been like, well, it says this on the paper, so that's what I'm going to call you, I and mean, that being the fucking that's arc. a more realistic lived experience. Yeah, but 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 this it was w- it was nice that they didn't go there. Yeah. My next question though is, does My Fair Lady not exist in this universe? Because My Fair Lady is a musical version of Pygmalion. Oh, that's that story. I yeah, I think so. Why just- couldn't they just say we're going to contemporize My Fair Lady? As you know. Pygmalion is a play which takes place in old-timey London. My idea is that we will set our production of Pygmalion in modern-day New York. And Eliza will be a checkout girl at a supermarket. And Professor Higgins will be a professor at NYU. That is such a brilliant idea. I mean, that's going to give the play new resonance and immediacy for today. Is it a rights issue? Maybe. It feels weird because your audience, I don't think, is going to know Pygmalion no, as much as I they didn't. know My Fair Lady. Oh, we were going to do this, but it, but we're going to do it contemporary. Okay, great. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Like, that's where I was at. Because <laughs> so. if you're not, you know, a theater historian, you don't know the works of George Bernard Shaw, but you might know that Audrey Hepburn was in My Fair Lady. Exactly. And that makes more sense. Yeah. Because she's getting up there singing for her audition. Oh, yeah. With perfect pitch. Perfect pitch. No, she did not have anything going in. Uh, Miss Bernard. Uh, Bagoli. Ba- sorry. <laughs> Miss Miss Bagoli. Her coming in with the piano and then and then the non-diegetic music that comes in w- during her number. That she's singing the middest anyone has yeah. sung anything. I was like, I was like, are you going to go up an octave? Yeah, uh, octa- altos everywhere feel great because you, could, you too could sound just like Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. What? Don't move on. Don't move on. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move on. You brought me to the highest mountain. Out of my deep despair And you don't know how much I need you 
What did you think about the eye light on Sam? Oh my God. <laughs> so he he comes in and he sits down in the audience. And when he sits down, it's got an eye light that is like Quentin Tarantino. Faux noir. Everything but his eyes are lit on his face. It's creepy. It's weird. I don't it like is. it. It makes him seem less like he's beguiled by her and more that he needs to have her now. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's we're creepy. tipping into Twilight Zone again. Yeah, it's super, it's super creaky. But the sprint to the castle is totally relatable. The Scooby-Doo yeah. obstacle course in between, not so much. Why was there trash in the hallway? Why was it clearly set out it, this it, way? You wouldn't Where, have trash. Not even if at you're the there, beginning of the day. No. It would happen in the middle of the night. A, if you're entering in with the janitor, it's not that sunny outside. Mm -hmm. B, if the janitor has just gotten there, who left all this shit on the floor? And C, how is the cast list going to be up if no one's actually in the building? And who's that creeper that's posting it? Yeah, there's. It's not. It's not fucking. He's just kind of Mrs. Beauregard. Uh, Bogoli. But it's not Mrs. Bogoli. It's some fucking rando. Actually, my part, the one of Mrs. Higgins, is uh, much more interesting than Eliza's in many ways. I mean, even though she's not the female lead, it's a part with depth and true contemporary resonance. And it's the one that I wanted. Good, because it's the one you got. I'll show you what it's like to be in my school. Is that a threat? Absolutely. Absolutely. When they're doing the obstacle course right yeah. there at the end, I know that's not Megan Fox, but God, I loved watching her eat it. Oh, yeah, when she slipped on the water. And just, just fucking plap. Plap. <laughs> plap is a good word for plap. it. Plap. Plap, bitch, move out the way. It was so good. And then you pointed out at like 20 minutes, for the second time we've used that uh-oh song to indicate yeah, conflict. Yeah, it's like... Self-doubt didn't kick in until the morning when I woke up with a heart as cold and as heavy as Mount Everest. I don't know who what song that is. Well, we'll drop it in. Honestly, if I tell, tell you what, what you wanna know, love, there ain't another, don't want no other lover. Using that as the music cue for Megan Fox coming in is nonsense. Every time she's on the screen now, I'm just thinking, uh -oh. There she is. Uh oh, there she is. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's Megan Fox. All right, uh, you ready to keep going? Yeah, let's get out of here. Lola hears her favorite band, Sid Arthur, are breaking up, whereupon she and Ella hold a vigil at an altar they made outside the school. Later, Lola also beats Carla on a dancing video game at an arcade, whereupon Carla reveals that she has tickets to the farewell concert of Sid Arthur and the after party to follow. Afraid of being one-upped by Carla, Lola falsely claims that she and Ella also have tickets. She loses her chance to buy tickets and new clothes when her mother takes away her allowance and the concert is sold out by the time she persuades Ella to pay for the tickets. However, Lola explains that they can buy tickets from a scalper and get Sam to sneak Eliza's dress out of the costume room for her to wear it at the concert. On the night of the concert, Lola and Ella take a train to New York City, but Lola accidentally leaves the money for the tickets on the train and her plan to sneak into the concert fails. Lola and Ella finally give up and walk through the city to Stu's after-show party. This altar is too fucking much. Yeah. Come on, girls. In the middle of the day, outside, in the fucking New Jersey suburbs. It's, it is. This, this, we have reached a, a level of creepiness that is questionable at best. 
I know it's comedy, right? Like I know that we're trying to yes. we're trying to heighten this, you know, fangirlism, fanguyism, fanism. Well, I mean, but like this seems like but this is shit. Yeah, they they're they <laughs> didn't they didn't succeed in what like Mean Girls did. Mean Mean Girls literally yes, two months later has yes executed so much better because in that film, Lindsay Lohan's character yeah. adapts a personality and identity that is false, and it ends up costing her something. Yeah, I don't even think this character actually learns a lesson. She tells you she learns a lesson. We'll get to it. Yeah, but I don't think she actually learned anything. No, she doesn't really have an arc, and she's just kind of shitty. Like yeah. the thing about Lola's character is that she's all around kind of a terrible person. Yes. She's lying to everyone around her. Yes. And she's living in some sort of fantasy world that's like it's to me she's not relatable. She is a high dollar narcissist for yeah, I, sure. I don't find anything relatable about her. I not find things thing. relatable in Allison Pill's character. So much. But I don't but and Allison Pill does the fan the fanning Right. Yeah. They do. I also think there's the there, Dakota Fanning. The, she Sorry. does the Dakota fan <laughs> who also could have played that role, yes, honestly, absolutely. and would have been great in it. Yeah. I think there's hmm, another bias you and I might have is that we know people like Lola. Yeah. And we have dealt with them for better and for worse. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I'm not to say that. Yeah. But look, the, the it's reviews- not to say that people like Lola don't exist. They do. I think to make us both feel better, the reviews on this were shit anyway. So we're not alone in this. That's fair. Again, in Mean Girls, it's the same, like, not, they are two different movies. Yes. They've got different plot structures, whatever. But Lindsay Lohan's character in this is just, again, completely out of touch. Yeah. Completely unreasonable. Yes. And is just, again, I'm not, I'm not buying in to anything that she's saying. Everyone around her, even Megan Fox, I can buy into. But like her, for whatever reason, it's just over the top weirdness. And then there's you know what it is. She never saves a cat. She never saves. She a never cat. does one likable thing. No, she she really doesn't. There's nothing that she does in this. Everything is about her. She's got the main character syndrome that you know. Uh, that obviously she's the main character in the movie. <laughs> but it's but it's it's this thing where it's like she's aware of it and that to me is unenjoyable which is why she thinks it's okay to be really appropriative of gandhi's hunger strike yeah it holy it, shit it, the glasses the appropriation the i think it's called a bindi yeah i uh, <laughs> it was not right white girl why yeah white girl why we it's need like to fucking, just start chanting yeah some fucking <laughs> eat pray love nonsense like <laughs> Not her not mother's great. response is appropriate, though. Yes, I liked her mother's response, and her name is Karen, and somehow she's the most realistic character in this film. Sorry, yeah. Karens. <laughs> okay, that's it. No allowance for one month, and then you're gonna have a parole hearing. I could really use the money now, Mom. Can't you take it away next month or September? No. So sorry, but like to, to your earlier point, what Ella is moving in because when. Uh, Lola says we're gonna lie about all of this and just go. Yeah. Ella starts having the panic attack of all panic attacks. I legit talk, talk it, about relatable content. Yeah. Allison Pill is in a different movie. She is <laughs> acting realistic as a teenager would. Yes. In those situations, for someone that you've only known for, I want to say a few weeks. Literally. I, I wouldn't trust. No. I'd be like, no girl, no girl. You don't know anything about. You don't care. I don't feel that Lola cares about Ella at all. No. 
I don't feel that. I think that she was like, oh, Lola doesn't have- even care about her little hereditary looking sisters. No. Oh my God. And we don't even get them until like, and she's got a brother too. Yeah. Who are these people? Yeah. It's, it's dumb. And also with the pitch that Ella gives, uh, when she's having this panic attack, a, I have this as one line. Why is she wearing this flamingo? There is a line that Lola gives her. going behind their backs. I mean, they're going to be in the city too, just not in the same venue. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Uh, Ella, I mean, we're supposed to do things like this. The 15-year-olds in other cultures are our grandmothers, and no one gave their permission to do that. At their age, they would effectively have been like grandmothers. Oh, yeah. So, so like, gross. they should have had, like, the responsibility, they should have adult responsibilities. Like, no, that's fucking In other gross. cultures or whatever. What are you talking about? In other cultures, fucking- yeah. White girl, why? White girl, why? White girl, why? Uh, All of this is wild. This interaction with yeah. Ella and Lola, Lola convincing her parents and then everybody going over to Ella's house to convince her parents. But what are these pots that Ella, that Karen is making? They look like vases with either sea anemones or tiny little cow udders. I couldn't tell what, <laughs> I what don't, they were. I didn't Was see it those nipples? at all. Who knows? Do you want to talk about the costumes? Oh my God. Okay. So (laughs) high school theater productions, I'm sure some of you have been in them. I think there are some truisms for everyone's experiences that are universal and perhaps some things that are a bit more specific to your uh, school teacher, things like budget, that kind Mm -hmm. of. All that said, in my experience, if someone approached a director with a broken heel, this would not be her response. No. Miss Bigoli? Yes. Someone broke the heel. No! Girls, put everybody. Listen up. General announcement, everyone. Costumes are sacred. Costumes are sacred. Her response would be a bit closer to akin to uh, something like uh, this. I would think that we could just have one decent rehearsal by now. <clears throat> yeah, again, if you're but when you're in high school, even when you're in college, budgets are tight. You break a yeah. heel, you're paying for that shit out of your own pocket. Yes. Or it's being sent home with you for your mother to fix. Yeah. This is nonsense. It's not, that's not, not realistic. How, I mean, <laughs> I'm all. not going to go so far as the costumes are sacred, but shit, y'all, costumes are expensive. If nothing else, they are. If something breaks, it's broke. And then we get this this acid trip once again of a collage interstitial. She looks great as Marilyn, but the band members kind of like jerkily rocking in the background. Yeah. I wanted to scream. Yeah, it was so weird. Now, this hip hop country line dance, the moment I lost it, the moment I oh, fucking yeah. lost it. Okay, I know it's not like me to be unprofessional, but how can I concentrate when Sam is risking his life for me? And when in 10 hours time, I'll be standing right in front of Stu Wolf. I have, I have a word for this. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she is dancing on, like they're, they're rehearsing on stage and she is literally doing the opposite, but correctly the opposite as to what everyone else is doing. Yeah. It's almost like this confident incompetence that is just wild. <laughs> but like literally knocking into other actors and I, like again, 
both it's a train it was wreck. a combination of this moment the weird like it's a hip hop thing yes that they're doing as a crew which makes it look like okay we're all just learning the steps but then they're literally doing like the boot slapping line dance thing in a box square yes so that this is the number a B, in the context of Pygmalion, what is this fucking number? <laughs> C, the way that she just brazenly, she's, to your point, still doing the choreography, but just flailing around, like knocking into people. I, and we're supposed to get that she's distracted. Listeners, I could not breathe. No, we had to, we had to pause. <laughs> we literally had to pause. Okay, I know it's not like me, I'm professional. Best moment of the movie. Yeah. Remember Lacey dresses over jeans? Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about that look. That's the other thing. She Lola keeps changing looks midway through the day. I used to reference the Delia's catalog a lot. She's literally taking a page out of one every time she leaves the house. Yeah, and it, but it's but I, I'm she's bringing outfits with her because she's been at school and then has a different outfit. I'm relatable. She, yeah, but... And, Again, relatable. It's it's the package we're getting it in that's not so relatable. Yeah, I guess. And perhaps a little bit uh, yeah. murdery. Also, this is where I realized that Allison Pill was in uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes. <laughs> yes. And for a minute, I couldn't reconcile that in my brain because she had bangs in Scott Pilgrim. Yes. And she never has bangs in anything <laughs> she does. Um, but yeah, that was to my earlier point. I'm so glad this film helped boost some people because Allison Pill to this day fucking kills it and everything she's Absol- in. I love absolutely. her. Absolutely. She is a delight. Why? Okay, so the changing montage is borderline surreal when they're on the train. Yeah, and they're like, Why? their hair is then in curlers. Like, yeah. Why are they teasing their hair and then it's in curlers? It should oh, happen yeah. the other way around. Yeah, that's bizarre. Um, Everything about, like, I get, I get the shtick of it, yeah. But th- nothing in this scene landed and none of it made any damn sense. Also, uh, previously, <laughs> Ella gave Lola all of her money. Yeah, and she put it in the makeup bag. And she put it in her makeup bag. And then they proceed to have this makeup montage. You look... Beautiful. You too, Lola. Thanks. Yes, you do. Both of you. Uh, now, the hotel. We at no point get a shot of her setting down the makeup bag Behind or the leaving sink. it. We are then just like, I mean, I knew she was going to lose it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I knew that that, like, they're not going to bring they that up. They told rather than showed. Exactly. But and it's it annoying. Just, it's just, again, I have a note here. My God, this is grating. <laughs> it is. Well, my note similarly was. Ella looks great in this drop waist flapper number. Very big in the early yes. 2000s after Chicago won Best Picture, comma, but why is she still listening to Lola at this point? Everything she's tried to do in this grand plan outside of getting the lead role in the Pygmalion, Eliza rocks, um, has failed. Yeah. Tragically, miserably, 
spectacularly failed. Yeah. Why are we still here? You're not, you don't like this person. No. You literally have a hotel to escape to where your parents are and you can just tell them, hey, this is not my scene. I'm not having a good time. Right. Why not go back to the hotel, tell your parents you lost your money and just that you need a few bucks to get food and then go back out. Yeah. Like, oh no, we lost the money. Oh no, it, it must have uh, got knocked, we got knocked yeah, out of our, whatever. for some reason we've now got to lie more and I get it. We're trying to build but they up that Lola's a liar. We but, left the money on the train. Oh no. Right. But Please parents help us. But in the, in, but in the context of this story, we, they want to reinforce that Lola likes to lie about everything. Yeah, I guess. And so it, again, it's just, it, 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 it's and, grating. It's literally like you're pushing me into the ground, telling me that she's a terrible person. It's like, okay, great. I know she's a terrible person. Can we, can we at least have some redeeming qualities? Can she at least be a Give good person? Something to like about her. And we don't until she calls Stu a drunk, but we'll get yeah. there. And even then, um, her dad has been following them. Yes. Uh, in the creepiest way possible in a fedora and a trench coat, walking a dog. This is New York fucking city. Just be on the other side of the road and they're not going to notice you. Exactly. What is happening here? Also, why does he look like low budget Mick Jagger? <laughs> <laughs> the way that caught me off guard. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've been holding onto that one for a while. Good night. <laughs> My next note after that is, uh-oh. So, uh -oh. <laughs> um, and the last note for this section I had was, is this is this after party at the McKitrick Hotel? <laughs> like, they're in Soho. It looks like the Sleep No More venue. It does. It really, <laughs> really does. Again, it's a house party. The context of, of this band is wild. Especially because, like, they, they're dressed like the Beatles now and then very much not later. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Shall we go on? Let's move on. When they arrive at Stu's party, Stu stumbles drunkenly out of the building and passes out in an alley. The two girls take him to a diner to sober him up, but when he hits a cop with a donut, the three of them end up at a police station where Lola gives her father's New York City address. At this point, Lola's dishonesty becomes problematic. When she first met Ella, she tried to impress her by telling her a dramatic story about her father dying earlier. Ella highly values honesty, so she becomes infuriated when she discovers that Lola's story was a lie. After Lola's father arrives and they explain what happened, Stu gratefully takes them all back to the party where Ella forgives Lola for lying on the condition that she will never lie to her again. And the two girls see Carla, who sees them as well, and looks upset. Lola talks with Stu about his work, but is disappointed to discover that he is an alcoholic. Oh, hey, dot com is the bouncer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so delightful. I like seeing him get work. Hi, Lola's step, Ella Gerard. Nice to see you again. I have to see your invitations. <gasps> Strange you should ask. We left them at the concert. Well, our name should be on the list. There they are. Dr. and Mrs. Lawrence. Yeah, uh, my mom and my dad. They couldn't make it. My mom has a rash and my dad's in surgery. I thought your name was Step. Yes. He, they basically, him and Grizz basically played themselves on 30 Rock. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's fun. I love those guys. Stu's fucking accent is too much. The actor is Australian, but I don't know what this accent is. Yeah, to, the accent, to your point. It is weird. The whole thing is weird. Again, it, he's just in the trash. Okay. In in the alley. Like, it's. I know. had, I'm with Ella on this. They're chasing a drunk rocker down an alley filled with trash. I've seen this on Dateline. Yeah. Like, why, why are we here? They're 15. Yeah. Like this He's movie, an adult. This movie could have taken a really sinister turn at this point. At any moment. And at that point, 
I would have given this movie an Oscar. I mean, because it would have been a hereditary moment. Like I it would will have say. been a left turn. Yeah. Oh my God. That would have been great. But I will say sometimes, sometimes this is like working conventions. Sometimes your guests get very drunk and sometimes, you know, because they're people living their lives. You're not there to tell them what to do. You're just there to make sure that they show up to their commitments. Yes. Um, you have to deal with drunk people. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and you also are seeing these people that you respect in a, in a completely in a, different context, in a completely different context. And that, you know, uh, they may not hold up to what it is that you have in your head. And I get, that's what they're trying to like hammer into our skulls. Sure. Here, but my God, mine too. Lola keeps trying to excuse his behavior as Ella's like, uh, he, this is a problem. Hey, this is a problem. Yeah. This is a problem. This is a problem. And the only note that I had was Lola, you doorknob. He's drunk and you're an enabler. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's also, I think Lola's dad lives near Dr. Strange. He lives on Bleecker Street. Oh, yeah. And they lovingly refer to Dr. Strange as the Bleecker Street magician. The the hole that Lola is digging throughout this entire movie. Truly. Is exhausting. And she's just being so awful to Ella, who, honestly, she says she's not in the partying mood. Well, this is the party of the century. I mean, don't you want to enjoy it with me? I'm not really in a partying mood. Look, I'm sorry. I really am. I'm sorry. You're just saying that to save the evening. No, I'm, I'm not. I, I honestly don't know what I'd do without you. What's going on? Why are you still out here? We just don't feel like going in right now. Well then, let me get you back to the hotel. Girl, go back to the Hilton. Yes. And order room service. I know which and Hilton watch, this is. And watch your fucking movie. I We've have stayed. stayed at this Hilton. Yes. It's a nice Hilton. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not that they they're not doing they're no. they're they're doing very well and they're fine, especially because she had Enough money to buy scalped tickets. This is what I'm saying. Also, scalped tickets for only $165 for two? No, I think it was each. Still, though. Yeah, that's cheap. Still, though. like be That's balcony seats these days. Yeah, well, even then, it's like Beyonce's like 500 bucks. Baby, Beyonce was a couple grand, I think. Well, for balcony seats, it's oh. like 500 bucks. Let's but like, if you want Club Renaissance, yeah, it's a few grand. Oh. Yeah. Anywho. You can't break my soul. Uh, they come back to the party after the whole cop situation. Yeah. After, uh, Callum Sepp has revealed himself to not be a creepy teenager stalker, but in mm -hmm. fact, someone's father. Yeah. Who is surprisingly of a, a famed children's author writing books about their dog, which is why Stu loves him so much. Yes. What? The, yeah. Bananas. Th this was bananas. They get back to the loft and it's suddenly a white party. Even Stu, head to toe, like white silver. Everybody turns around at once. And I'm. it's like, it, it, it suddenly, for five seconds, this movie is Zoolander. All right, listen. Uh, how about we get you guys something dry to wear, and I'll have those dresses clean. Come on. And send over to your dad's, who is brilliant, by the way. I think he and I are going to be pals. Yeah, I bought all these books. Zoolander. Zoolander. Oh my god! And then a rocker takes two high school girls alone to his bedroom. Yeah, creepy. Like, uh, go. At, this you, is you, what your clothes I'm are saying. wet. Go upstairs and change. Now, mind you, they were hanging out in his room while he was not there. But still, sure. it's weird. And did he clean up the coke and weed and beer bottles? Because you know it would have been there. Yeah. Come on. I'm kind of surprised just... for a Disney movie that it was this cavalier with alcohol abuse. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, good on them for like, you know, hey, this is, we're showing a real problem. Yes. But like, my God. This well, and is speaking a- of, like, she's confronting him about his alcoholism. You look disappointed. Well, I am. In me. Yeah, I mean, I still think you're the greatest thing since Shakespeare, but it's just too bad I'll never be able to discuss your poetry with you. Why? Because, Mr. Wolf, you're a drunk. And I guess it's the one moment that this character thinks of someone, legitimately thinks of someone else. Yeah. But she's still only thinking about them in the context of how much she gives a shit. Yeah. I mean... Another left turn could have been great is if Lola did find the Coke in the bedroom and they started doing that. Because at that point, then it's like, whoo. Oh. <laughs> then you've actually got something to confess as a teenage drama queen. Yes. This one night I got really coked out in New York and, you know, <laughs> swung from a chandelier at a rock star's loft. That's, yeah. that's more entertaining for me. Do you want to bring this one home? Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's lower the curtain on these shenanigans. Oh, yes. Back at school, Carla humiliates Lola by denying that she saw Lola or Ella at the party and calling Lola a liar. None of the other students believes Lola's story about being arrested with Stu and leaving her necklace at his house. Afterwards, Lola goes home depressed and refuses to perform in the play. But encouraged by Ella to return, she arrives backstage just in time to prevent Carla from taking over her part. As she is about to go on stage, her mother wishes her good luck and finally calls her by her nickname, Lola. The modernist interpretation of Pygmalion, Eliza Rocks, ensues. After a great performance that brings a standing ovation, the cast goes to an after party at Carla's house where Stu arrives to see Lola. Carla attempts to salvage her pride by saying he is there to see her, but is proved wrong when Stu gives Lola her necklace in front of everyone. As Carla's lies become apparent, she backs away from the crowd on the verge of tears and falls into a fountain, greeted by everyone's laughter. In a conciliatory gesture, Lola helps her up and Carla accepts defeat. After dancing with Stu, Lola dances with Sam and they eventually kiss. Lola's in the bed. Lola has reaped peach, 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 peaches, 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 Lola has reached peak narcissism. Okay, look, yes, absolutely. Someone else could have stepped into the thing. But if you're actually going to be an actor. Yeah. And you fucking be a professional in... Oh, my husband, I'm not going to go on to opening night, bitch. Yeah. No patience. Especially when she started it or when they were looking at the casting sheet. She's like, there's no small uh, parts. There's only small roles or whatever. I don't know what the the line is. And it means so much to to Lola that everybody knows that she was actually there. And Ella's trying to tell her that she doesn't owe them anything. Yeah. And it becomes such a big fucking deal that even Miss Bagoli joins in on the bullying. Yeah. What the fuck? I also left my bottle cap necklace at his house. He told my dad he's going to FedEx it back. I dressed riding in a limousine. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing because otherwise it would have had to get to cab. <laughs> You're funny, Lola. You could be a comedian. But can we please go back to work now? Also, Lola says something really shitty to Ella, which is like, this is no time for your new personality. I mean. Everybody already knows that you didn't go. <laughs> Don't pretend you didn't see us there. I know you did. It just so happens that Ella and I got in because of Stuolf himself after he practically saved his life. Tell them, Ella. I don't have anything to prove to these people, nor do you. Ella, this is no time for your newfound personality. 
Maybe you'd like to see some pictures from the party, Lola. I know how fond you are of Stu Wolf, and I got some great shots of him. Oh, we spent the whole night with Stu. Right, on the night of his biggest party of all time, he left it to be with you. Fuck you, girl. Truly. It's the perfect time for this new personality. The only character who has changed in this film is fucking Ella. Is Ella. Yeah. And she's changed for the better to shake your narcissistic ass out of whatever the fuck funk you're in. Yeah, honestly, she's... she's to do your yeah. duty. To do the thing that, like she says, is the one thing she got that Carla cannot take... Or, uh, Carla? Cannot take away from her. Yeah, exactly. The experience. You have the experience, but... If, if all you need is the validation from everyone else around you that this experience happened, yes. go fuck yourself. I don't care. Same. Like, again, again, this is where I'm just like, this movie is just garbage to me. Like, I just don't care about anything. I love that Karen calls her Lola finally instead of Mary. That was nice. Hey, you're going to be great. I'm scared, I'll admit it. But I'm excited, too. Don't be afraid. You're going to be wonderful, Lola. Hmm. You call me Lola. You are a Lola. Good luck. That's her arc. Yeah. Ta-da. <laughs> I also like the mural on the show with the octopus, but it doesn't make any sense for this show. And also, how does this how does a high school get the rights to these songs? Yeah. But didn't just do my fair lady. Well, I must too fast to take that test. <laughs> Strange. Just gonna have to be a different girl. Time may change me, but I can't trace time. Exactly. We d you 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 did want me to point out the MacBook Orchestra. Oh my God. She was being all precious about her costumes and shit like that. And then they all have fucking MacBooks. There's like twenty of them. Yeah. That they're hitting the space bar to play. Like it doesn't take it. It's one computer is yeah. all you need for this to happen. If all they're this doing never happens. If all they're doing is hitting play on an audacity track. Yeah. Just it, layer them. It looks like they had pro tools or something open on it, yeah. which also doesn't make sense because at the time you would have needed a dongle and an external equipment in order for pro tools to have worked. So like it, but if you're just going to run it nonsense. all on pre-recorded music anyway, just run it on pre-recorded music. Exactly. Why are you pretending it to might conduct? as well just what be a quick time music? clip. It doesn't. I, and all they're doing is like hit, Ready to hit, ready to hit your space bars. Yes. And then what? For the music on this awful show. Yeah. And this final dress that she's in, I'm sorry, is way too short for her to be coming downstairs yep. on a raised mm -hmm. stage. Yeah. Because you could see right up her skirt from the front row. Yes. No question. No question. Baby, baby, get it to the knees at least. The stage production in this is kind of wild. The stage itself is huge. And they've got all that choreography with the shopping carts and shit. And then the bookcases where they're coming out of the bookcases yeah. and they're like built into it. Like that's the, bespoke shit. The production design is wild. They're, like that's not a, a high school making that no. stuff. They, so Miss Bagola, you could afford another Payless suede heel, I think. Yes. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> also, the closing number is a rave. It is. That girl was a wild child dreamer, but she'll find herself. Cause she
things, it, it, it's like the things from the cat in the hat, numbers one through 25, <laughs> all took Molly and went to a rave. What is this closing number? Yeah, Holy it's shit. so fucking stupid. I'm terrified. And then Lola wants to tell us that she learned a lesson, but before we play that clip that's object- objectively false, what is her le- There's no lesson. There is no lesson. Just to not lie. No, we just have a studemption come in, which is uh, with the fucking bottle cap necklace, just to show that she wasn't lying about this thing. It's like, there's, it, again, it there's has, no it, lesson. There has to be a giant grand gesture that it's, and fucking Lola invited Stu yeah. to that party. Yeah. She was basically still playing a game. She's playing games. She's playing, playing fucking games. games. And I just, it's like, please just be your authentic self, whatever. Uh, also, the student the student would have come with rumors. That rock star shows up and says, "Hey, you left this at my house. Everyone thinks y'all fucked. Yes. Sorry about it. Yes, sorry it's about gross. it. Everyone it's thinks real, y'all real fucked. Gross. Then you're gonna dance. Everyone thinks y'all fucked. And then it ends up that she's with uh fucking Sam at Stu. the end or Sam? No, Sam. You're right. Sam. Yeah. So so now everybody's saying that Sam is Eskimo Brothers with Stu. That's how high school works. That's all I have to say about this. Yeah, this is, I mean, here's what she says she learns. Here's what I learned. When you're happy, the whole world's New York. And that dreams are important. Someday, when you're not even looking, they find you. And then there's Sam. You know, he'd been there all along, but when I opened my heart to him, I thought, now that my career is launched, maybe I could have a boyfriend but I don't buy it. She's telling us this. We don't believe her. She's a pathological liar. Yeah, she's narcissist. an unreliable narrator start to finish. We, we don't have to. That's why she doesn't actually learn anything. Yeah. She leaves it out. She's the one telling us the story. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. No big consequences for me. Yeah. Because I'm a narcissist. The end. Yeah. Holy Stupid. crap. All right. Budget for this was 15 million. It made 15 million. It made 33.3. Yeah. Which is, I, I mean, hey, they make their money back, I yeah. guess. Um, uh, critic score was 14%. The, the most positive one I found was from Nell Minow from Common Sense Media. Enjoyable movie about the trials of being a teen. Three out of five. Wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nick Desemlian uh, of Empire Magazine more accurately described it as a self-absorbed sugar rush of a movie. This might please small girls, but will leave a sour taste in everyone else's mouth. Yeah. Now that may be a bit misogynistic. That's what I wanted to avoid. It's like, this is for girls, so it's bad. I think it's just objectively bad despite being for girls, which also sounds kind of shitty. I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm digging a You're digging hole. a hole, but no, I, I don't disagree with you here. Nev Pierce uh, from the BBC.com, uh, listed as a top critic, uh, he said, a creative no man's land. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, nothing worth watching. Holy moly. Yes. This is my sent this is sent my sentiments exactly. Yes. Robert uh, K. Elder from the Chicago Tribune, a star vehicle with three flat tires and sugar in the gas tank. <laughs> and Amazing. Then you, and then you've put in here for Kimberly Jones from the Austin Chronicle, just 1.5 stars. Yeah. So at least some women also hated this. I feel better about not liking this film, yeah. knowing that some women didn't like this film. I don't know why I'm being so pedant, why it matters to me so much. This but movie I just- is garbage. Yes, okay. It's Disney garbage. Woo. And literally, like, again, Mean Girls comes out two months later and is the same exact movie, but executed so much better. right. Much better. 
so much better. It's, Executed uh, right. Uh, 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 much better. better yeah viewer score uh was 54 percent, so yeah a little bit better um it uh we've got from 2021 five stars great movie i think it the movie is underrated the music is nice the plot is entertaining and also watch the old fashion of the 2000s is very funny okay there was no name associated with this user and it's probably for the best because they're yeah. embarrassed this next one really struck me uh it's one and a half stars it's open carrot font face equals apostrophe mindrana GD apostrophe size equals negative one pending review a ref target equals underscore blank image source HTTP colon backslash backslash I two one eight. You can stop. This is this is fucking stupid. I don't know they gave it one and a half stars, though. So like clearly uh, the robots hate it. The robots hate this movie. The AI hates this movie. Uh, this next one, three stars. It was okay, a little crap, but I don't think I'll watch it again. I don't think I'll watch this film ever again. It starred Lindsay Lohan, Megan Fox, and Adam Garcia. I expected better. I don't want to see it again. Clancy, I don't think they're going to watch it I don't think they're going to watch it again. In 2007, um, in June 5th of 2007, a person gave this a half a star saying, I don't like movies with Lindsay Lohan. Now look. Then just don't watch it. Then don't you, watch them. How much time? Okay, movies with Lindsay How much Lohan. time did you waste watching this film, going to Rotten Tomatoes, even on June 5th, 2007, right. even that long ago? If you didn't you like You could have just not watched if it. If you didn't like Lindsay baby, Lohan, don't watch it. Baby. Fucking dumb. Good Lord. Uh, no awards. None. Um, trivia. Uh, originally, the role of Lola was offered to Hilary Duff. Uh, after Duff backed out of the film, Lindsay Lohan was cast as Lola. It's the most interesting thing I found about this movie. Yeah. I mean, it that really is. I it. could have read a background about the book and the author and maybe even some of the creatives on the film if I wanted to. I don't want to. I was, I, yeah, nothing here was. Yeah, this is. This that said, actually, hold on. I want to eat my tongue. No, I want to eat my words because, because, because. Yeah, why eat your tongue? That just sounds of like a bad wonderful tongue. things he does. I say all that, but I do want to call out because we did kind of gloss over it. Um, writer Gail Parent actually, A, is still alive at 82. Um, but she got her big break on the Carol Burnett show. So the writer oh. of this film is actually a storied and experienced uh, an amazing writer. I don't know what happened here. I have to imagine something when it got in, once it got into the director's hands, it all something tells me that Disney or somebody stepped in was like, "Hey, this there's this other Mean Girls movie that's also being shopped around right now. We need to get this movie out and whatever." And really didn't give it a point of view. Like they had the rights to that book, and they said, "We got to get this out now." Yeah. It, again, it, this movie doesn't really have a point of view. And then jokes on them because Lilo got starred in both. Yeah. Yeah. Got starred in? Who am I? But anyways, again, Lindsay Lohan, she's fine. I don't like her in this movie. I, I will never watch this movie again. No, same. Um, Clancy, where can they find us on social media? Well, they can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X? Eh? I don't know. I think I I'm going to explore don't... a threads for us here in a bit. A threads? Yeah. Yeah, I could see a threads or a blue sky if yeah. we can get one of those. We'll see we'll see what happens. But at least threads but. it's all the Facebook ecosystem, which isn't great. Zuck's not the best. But, but I d I don't want to Elon fucking sucks. He does. <gasps> anyway, um also rate, review, and subscribe on your podcasting platform of preference. Uh if you haven't hit five stars on us, please do. Otherwise, uh I don't know. We love you for doing it beforehand. Yeah. 
That over there is my adorable husband, Lansley. And over there is my new dog, Franklin, and my beautiful husband, Josh. And we are nonplussed. Very much so. I was surprised we didn't hear Lindsay Lohan's rumors in this in this film. Does she have a song called Rumors? Oh, yes. Oh. I'll play it at the end. Great. <laughs> Mama Bolo. That's Mama Bolo. Mama Bolo. Mama Bolo. <sighs> it's just fun to say. It is. It, it is. Um, I'm not fun. making fun of it. It's, no. It's, there's a very musical quality to Mama Bolo. I want to write a song called Mama Bolo. And dedicate it to Barbara. Dedicate it to Barbara about a woman who's really good with bolos. She like whips oh, them yeah. around. I just <laughs> nearly knocked over a lamp. Spagoli? Bagoli. Bagoli. Bag Oli. I know. But I, uh, yeah. Look, we've been doing this for a half hour. I'm just know, trying to I move know, us I know, along. I know, I'm trying, I'm trying to go. Yeah. Bagoli! But it's not Mrs. Bagoli. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to kill me. You're going to fucking kill me. Also. Yeah. Do you think that this is in, in world? Do you think Lola exists in the MCU? No, I think someone would have had her killed by now. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And I, again. Remember, get an extra 20% off your $50 subscription to Knowable with code NONPLUSSED and enjoy hundreds of hours of educational content ad-free. Just download the Knowable app and use the code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your subscription. Again, download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED when subscribing for 20% off. Knowable, comprehensive podcast-style audio courses for the curious mind. And for cutie patooties like you. Oh. Oh.